0: This is the Friends of Israel Today. I'm Steve Conover, and with me is our host and teacher, Chris Skatulka. In the last few weeks, we've added hundreds of new stations, and in fact, we are now on over 900 stations in the U.S. and Canada, and we'd like to welcome all our new listeners by offering you a free one-year subscription to our award-winning magazine, Israel My Glory. It's really simple to sign up. Just go to foiradio.org. That's foiradio.org. This is for first-time subscribers only. You can also call our listener line at 888 Three four three six nine four zero. Get your free subscription to Israel My Glory magazine. Call 8-343-6940.
1: Now today is our IMG in depth program, an entire program dedicated to our latest issue of Israel My Glory, and this issue highlights Israel's journey to the Promised Land from the Book of Numbers. Ty trainer of the Friends of Israel's Gesherim program, will join us to discuss his article on the lack of faith the Israelites had in the Lord at Kadesh Barnea. And then I'll be sharing with you about the role of the Levites, how God used the tribe of Levi to lead the Israelites in the proper worship of our holy God. Today on the program, I am happy to welcome a dear friend and colleague, Ty Perry. Ty has written an excellent article in our most recent issue of Israel My Glory called Fiasco at Kadesh Barnea. Now, Ty is a trainer for one of our internship programs in Las Vegas. It's called Gesherim, and Gesherim is a Hebrew word that means bridges. So let me say this really quick before we get to Ty's article. Uh, If you love Israel and the Jewish people, if Jewish ministry interests you, If you find yourself sharing with others about God's plan for Israel and the Jewish people and it's a passion that God has given to you, well then I want to encourage you to go to foiradio.org and there you'll find information about Gesherim. And I believe, Ty, uh, it's for ages, is it 18 to 35? That's about right. Yeah, millennial age young people. Okay, that's great. So it's a young adult program for millennials, 18 to 35, Gesherim. And that's why I'm also excited to say hello to Ty. Ty, how you doing? Hey, Chris, I'm good. Thanks for having me today. Hey, this is a fantastic article that you wrote, Fiasco at uh, Kadesh Barnea. Um, You know, Kadesh Barnea is the place where Israel chose their fear over the faithfulness of God. So, Ty, can you talk a little bit about that story behind
2: Kadesh Barnea? Sure. Well, to give a little context, remember that the Jewish people, uh, the nation of Israel, they had been in bondage for 400 years in Egypt. And finally, God raised up a leader, Moses, to lead them out of bondage and into the land God had promised their their uh, forebearer, Abraham, years uh, before. And when they are trekking through, they're almost to the promised land at that time called Canaan, and uh, they were to spy out the land. And when they do, uh, there were uh, 12 men who Moses commissioned to go spy out the land. 10 of them came back with fearful reports. They said, it's not possible for us to take this land. Two of them said, absolutely we can. Uh, Joshua and Caleb were the men. And um, eventually God said he he became so angry with Israel for their unbelief that he said to Moses that he would disinherit the people and he would raise up a new people through Moses. Well, thankfully, Moses intercedes for the nation of Israel and begs God to pardon these people, not for their sake, but for the sake of God's glory among the, the people of the nations. And um, through that, we see that that generation that didn't believe his word, uh, they died. They never saw the promised land, but Joshua, Caleb, and those uh, who are 19 and younger, they did enter it. So you would say, though, Kadesh Barnea is a real kind of crux moment in Israel's
1: history because God had led the Israelites out of Sinai through miraculous works I mean we're talking protected them from the 10 plagues protected them from the Egyptian army literally clears a path dry ground uh through the sea they walk right through he gives them the, the law and now 40 days journey and all of a sudden it's this sense of faithlessness what
2: <laughs> what happened Ty like what, what do you think it was well, I think the people, and this is not just a condition of Israel at that time; it's a it's a human condition. Uh, they saw obstacles that they, in their own strength, could not uh, could not overcome, and they got their eyes off the Lord. And you know, as you were saying, it's amazing when we read this. We would say, "Why on earth would you not trust the God who brought you through all these things and preserved you uh, for 400 years, plus through all these these plagues? Why wouldn't you trust Him?" And yet. We do the same thing, really. It's Nothing's true. changed.
1: And you know, Kadish Barnea is really a testimony to what it means to have faithlessness, to have to, to lack faith, and to embrace fear instead of going beyond and seeing that God has great things for you. And 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 Ty, you were saying this isn't just an Israel problem. This is a, this is a problem that. All people have. And you wrote this in your article, faithlessness is a tragic condition. It blinds us to God's power and the miracles he wants to do all around us just as it blinded the Israelites. Can you talk a little bit about that?
2: Oh, well, absolutely. You know, when we think about the our walk with the Lord today, we know that we can do nothing in our own strength. Jesus said that. And so often, though, we try to do uh, life. We try to do ministry, raising families, our work, apart from his his power. And when we do that, uh, we're not able to see what God is doing or or could be doing through us, and what He wants to accomplish uh, using our lives for His glory. So, in that sense, um, maybe thousands of years have passed since this account in um, in numbers, but the reality is the human condition is the same. Uh, here in the in the twenty first century, we still look at our Family crises or our our financial uh, difficulties, and we forget who our God is, That's and right. uh, instead of trusting Him, we we often trust ourselves.
1: And you know, it's funny you can kind of see a pattern appear before Kadesh Barnea. You see a pattern appear even before the uh, the spies, the twelve spies, were sent out, as is as the Israelites were journeying from Sinai uh, to go into the land. They started to do something that I think we're all prone to do, which is complain. And you can begin to see on this journey that they are already
2: setting themselves up for uh, a disaster. W- wouldn't you say that? I would. And and when you look at that, when when we read this text, uh, so often we want to shout at them and say, "Are you kidding me? Can't you can't you see what God's done for you in the past? Trust Him." And yet. Uh, they they complain and and their lack of faith uh, really blinds them to what God is going to do and and I see that in my own life so often and that's
1: and I think that's one of the most important things as as you're saying connecting it to our own lives this story of Kadesh Barnea and and the really the Israelites fear over faith is this idea that they forgot to look back at what God was doing for them. I mean, what God had done for them. They forgot to just remember a few months earlier when God parted the seas. And you know, there are moments in our lives where God has parted the seas for us. It's, it's kind of a shame. It's, you know, we have the audacity to forget what God did. That's
2: what I think leads to this fear is when we forget God's power. Absolutely. In fact, Chris, you know, I try to keep a daily journal, and there will be days where I start to to doubt God and start trusting myself. And so often I will be, uh, I think, led to, to go back and, and read through some of my old entries. And when I do that, I see these accounts of how God's provided in my past, and man, it really... Uh, really makes me think twice about complaining and and not trusting him in the present.
1: That's right, to see how far God has brought you. And you know, as I was going through this text, Tyler, before you and I uh, were going to meet, I was going through Numbers 13, Numbers 14, and you know, what stood out to me was that as I was going through the list of names of all the spies, the 12 spies, the 10 spies that feared going into the land, I, I don't know any of their names. I don't remember any of them. I, I mean, I've read this passage a couple of times and I l- like legitimately, these are just foreign names to me. But then you come up to those names, Caleb and Joshua, and those are names that that are repeated over and over again in the old testament and in the new testament and i think that's really what a life of faith is all about i don't know about you but i don't want to be remembered as someone who feared i want to be remembered as a husband and a father and a faithful follower of christ who actually placed my faith in what god was doing but you know i just think that's the big thing i remember caleb and i remember joshua because of their faith. And I think that's the reason we
2: remember these names. What what do you think? Absolutely. You know, it's interesting when you, when you think about the requirements that God has for his, his servants, um, it's, it's not success in terms of, in terms of numbers or, or years or anything like that. He says that his requirement for uh, a servant is that he's faithful. And certainly faithfulness requires uh, faith in, in the Lord. And if we want to accomplish anything for the Lord, it has to be uh, done in faith in him. It's faith in knowing. Here's the
1: big part. It's faith in knowing that it's God that's going to do the work. Those giants were there and those giants are scary. We can't forget that. You know, let's let's be honest. You know, I don't think Caleb and Joshua were thinking to themselves, oh, these giants are nothing. I legitimately think they probably were like, man, those giants were pretty big, but our God is bigger. Exactly. Where the other 10 were thinking, you know what? These, go- these guys are bigger than our God. And I think that's an important thing for us to remember. Tyler, I could go on forever about Kadesh Barnea, but friends, listen, go to foiradio.org. If you do not subscribe to Israel, my glory. This is your opportunity. We get, we're we giving out a one-year free subscription. All you have to do is go to foiradio.org and right there on our homepage, you can sign up and you can get this recent issue of Israel, my glory out of Egypt. Uh, we're looking at the entire book of numbers and this was Ty Perry's article, Fiasco at Kadesh Barnea. So I want you to be sure to go to foiradio.org. There you can sign up for your one-year free subscription to Israel my glory. Ty, thank you so much for reminding us of God's faithfulness and how we shouldn't be stuck in fear, but we should trust in God's faithfulness. We really appreciate you, Ty.
2: Hey, Chris, thanks for having me.
0: If you're familiar with our ministry, you know that we emphasize the need for solid biblical teaching and accurate analysis on the news of the day. One of the best resources for great biblical teaching that I know is the Friends of Israel's magazine, Israel, My Glory. Chris, some may not realize that Israel, My Glory has been around since 1942 and has well over 150,000 subscribers.
1: Yeah, I'll tell you, I travel the country speaking in churches, churches in big cities and small rural towns. And no matter where I go, I always meet people who read our magazine and trust it as a resource for Middle East news and great biblical teaching.
0: To order your free one-year trial subscription to Israel My Glory magazine, visit foiradio.org. Again, that's foiradio.org. In 2003, President George W. Bush joked, I was
1: just looking for a warm meal somewhere when he surprised more than 600 soldiers from the 1st Armored Division and the 82nd Airborne Division in Baghdad, Iraq. You know, it's a Thanksgiving meal that would never be forgotten. Nobody knew about the undercover mission. Not even the president's family was aware of it. They were kept in the dark. Yet this quiet mission still took two jumbo jets, dozens of vehicles, an entire network of staff, a team of highly qualified Secret Service agents, and a security detail on the ground in Baghdad working together with one goal in mind, to protect the President of the United States and to serve the military. These highly qualified men and women made it possible for the President to enjoy a short but memorable Thanksgiving meal with his troops on the ground. In the end, the undercover mission to Iraq was a total success. The troops' morale was strengthened by the presence of their commander-in-chief. I'm going to repeat that because that becomes important here as we're going through the book of Numbers and we're looking at the role of the Levites in the book of the Numbers. Listen to this. The undercover mission to Iraq was a total success. Why? Because the troops' morale was strengthened by the presence of their commander-in-chief. You know, in the book of Numbers, the same can be said for the Levites who ministered at the tabernacle day in and day out. They, like uh, the presidential staff, had a similar mission to protect the holiness of God and to serve the people of Israel. The Levites were given a divine task to stand in the middle to facilitate the relationship between God and his people, Israel. The Levites are often... Typecast as just priests who were in charge of the sacrificial system for the sins of Israel, that association—it's not wrong. It's not—it's not wrong to think that the Levites are just priests, but that's not really the full scope of what the Levites were supposed to do. There's a saying that I learned many, many years ago, and it goes like this: All priests are Levites, but not all Levites are priests. Levites represented the whole tribe of Levi who God took for his service, making them his own. As it says in Numbers chapter 3, verse 12, the Levites shall be mine. The Levites were called to manage the whole ecosystem of the tabernacle, not just the sacrificial system, but the whole ecosystem of the tabernacle, from the priesthood down to its maintenance. The Levites, they did it all. The Levites are kind of like the people in your office who lock up the building at the end of the night or take out the trash or polish the furniture and make sure the carpets are vacuumed. You know, without them, your office or your church would be in complete disarray, interfering with how you do your job or even how you worship at church. Many of the Levites were the unsung heroes who made worship possible for the tribes so that their faith could be strengthened in the presence of their God. Since the tabernacle was divinely engineered to be a mobile sanctuary, many of the jobs assigned to the Levites were associated with transporting the tabernacle, maintenance of the tabernacle, and servicing the holy place. That's where God dwelt. It took a special team of people to properly break down each piece, pack it according to God's standard, and transport it with care. And you know it's easy to think, oh, these jobs are—they're just menial. Anyone could learn how to assemble and disassemble a tent. So why did there have to be Levites? Why couldn't any Israelite who volunteered their time just do these jobs? Why specifically the tribe of Levi? The need for the Levites, actually, we have to go back in the history here, arose out of one of the most profound moments in the Old Testament. At the end of the book of Exodus, God came down and dwelt among his people in the tabernacle. You should read it, Exodus chapter 40, verses 34 and 35. The presence of God inhabited the sanctuary and the glory of God was so tangible. Think about this. It was so tangible, so physical when that glory came down into the tabernacle for the first time that Moses couldn't bear to be in the midst of it. For the first time since the Garden of Eden, God's presence was with his people. God's presence was with Israel. He dwelt corporately with his people. Yet it looked nothing like the Garden of Eden. When God walked side by side with Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden, nothing separated them. The Lord and his creation coexisted in a harmonious relationship with no need for boundaries whatsoever this time however if god was to dwell with israel if god was going to be with his people it's the it's the reason that god wanted a tabernacle built to begin with so that he could dwell with his people there had to be special boundaries put in place spiritual and physical boundaries were necessary why to protect the holiness of god from consuming his people everything surrounding the tabernacle was holy because God is holy. And now that God was with them, holiness was among them. And if holiness was among them, then anything that came near to God must be holy. In fact, the Levitical priests were entrusted to teach Israelites on differentiating between what was holy and unholy, what was clean and unclean. Leviticus chapter 10 verses 8 through 11, you should take a read. You could see that the Levites were commissioned to teach the people about the importance of understanding the holiness of God. God's holiness is the reason the Levites were set apart from the rest of the tribes to serve him. Choosing the Levites wasn't by happenstance either. It's not like he just went through and said, I'm going to choose you out of the twelve. It originated out of their devotion and dedication to the name of God and to his mission. You know, after the golden calf episode, when Israel sinned against God, Moses drew a line in the sand and said, whoever is on the Lord's side, come to me. Exodus chapter 32, verse 26, where it says that. It says, whoever's on the Lord's side, come to me. The tribe of Levi wasted no time. They were the first to show allegiance to the Lord by stepping over that line. And and listen, that risk to stand with God would later become their reward. And, you know, it can be risky to stand on God's side. The Lord doesn't take our devotion lightly. Instead, he uses that devotion like the Levites who were the first to step over that line. He uses that devotion to what? To, To entrust us with responsibilities that have eternal value. When you make that choice to step over the line, you may find yourself one day behind a pulpit or on a plane to a distant land to share the good news of the gospel. Devotion to God may also find you preparing coffee for your Bible study group or cleaning up after the kids in the nursery. You know, it doesn't matter what job you do for the Lord. It's when you realize serving God and his people, here it is, positioned you closer to him. The Levites took a risk to stand on God's side, and as a result, they were commanded to position their tents up against the tabernacle next to his presence. They were the first to experience God's presence in the morning, and the last when the sun went down. The Lord said, "'But the Levites shall camp around the tabernacle of the testimony,' that there may be no wrath on the congregation of the children of Israel, and the Levites shall keep charge of the tabernacle in the testimony. Numbers chapter 1 verse 53. They became the physical, think about this, the Levites literally became the physical and spiritual boundary between God's holiness and the Israelites. And for those of us who live in light of the freedom we have in Christ, you know, these boundaries seem more like obstacles and opportunities to worship the Lord. But it's important to know the Levites weren't positioned around God to prevent the tribes from worshiping him. They were there to make sure everyone could enjoy the presence of their holy God despite their sin. When you're as close to God as the Levites were, the greater love and respect you have for his holiness. You you begin to understand how his holiness, God's holiness, embodies the qualities of kindness and mercy and grace and how God's holiness must be revered or else it can be consuming. To approach God carelessly on one's own terms could be devastating. The image of the Levites that are are camped around the tabernacle shepherding the Israelites in worship is a demonstration of God's grace that God would desire so much for us to approach him in a way that is pleasing to him so that our faith could be strengthened in his presence. Thanks be to God that through the work of Christ on the cross, we have the freedom to come before his presence whenever we desire. You know, let me go back to that story with President Bush. You know, by the time the news returned that President Bush celebrated Thanksgiving in Iraq, you you know, he already safely was on his way home. When, When the newspapers came out the next day, there were no headlines about the pilots. There were no articles written about the drivers or the secret service agents who sacrificed the Thanksgiving with their families to serve the military. It was only the president who received the glory. And you know, the same could be said of the Levites. No matter what job they were given at the tabernacle, they did it to serve the Israelites for the glory of the Lord.
0: remind you as we close, if you subscribe for the first time to Israel My Glory, you can receive a full year at no cost. Join the thousands around the world that rely on Israel My Glory for clear biblical teaching. I'll give you the contact information in a moment. You know, we at the Friends of Israel Gospel Ministry have been able to share the love of the Messiah and support Israel and the Jewish people since 1938 because of generous donations from our faithful supporters. If you feel led to support our work, or to get your free subscription to our magazine, visit foiradio.org, that's foiradio.org. You can call our listener line at 888-343-6940, again that's 888-343-6940, or write to us at by radio PO Box 914, Belmar, New Jersey 08099 and let us know where you're listening when you call or write. The Friends of Israel today is a production of the Friends of Israel Gospel Ministry. We are a worldwide Christian ministry communicating biblical truth about Israel and the Messiah while fostering solidarity with the Jewish people.